Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades. And in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the U.S. in California. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Just send email to radio at lsm.org. Now let's join today's show. The destiny of Israel and all human government being for Christ are the subject of the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And today is the first life study in the book of Daniel. Ron Kangas has joined us again and is here to help us with our introductory word. Welcome back to the life study, Ron. I'm happy to be here to start the book of Daniel, a very intriguing book and a mysterious book. And I'm happy to say at the outset that this will not be another of the common studies of the prophecies of Daniel, rather based upon a lifetime of study, this series of messages will show God's economy in Daniel in relation to Christ, in relation to Israel, of course, and to the Gentile powers. It's not a long life study, but the perspective is full of light and full of supply because the perspective is that of God's eternal economy with the goal of ministering life through the Word. Hence, we say again, a life study. Ron, we uh, saw when we were in Revelation, of course it begins the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that was really the testimony that we got again and again in that life study. They were separated in Witness Lee's speaking and giving of the life study by some 14 years. Revelation, that was in 1976, and we come now to about 1990 for this study of Daniel. Of course, in all of the books, as you just pointed out, the life study means we are brought to the one who is life, and that is Christ. Each and every book of the Bible reveals him, and that's really the focus of all of these life studies. But you were there for both of these studies, uh, separated by 14 years, and we see a number of the same things in Daniel that we saw in Revelation, at least in terms of the visions. And of course, the interpretation of those visions was consistent. But what effect did those 14 years have on his utterance and his, uh, his perspective? Brother Watchman Nee uh, has helped us to understand that in knowing the Bible and in studying the Bible, the most important factor is the person, the person coming to the Word. We may have the best methods and we may have a mastery of the languages and the historical background and context. All that has its place. But if our person is wrong in relation to the Lord somehow, then our study cannot be very profitable. I mention this because Brother Lee is one who served with Brother Watchman Nee for so many years and then continued faithfully 
in the line of ministry opened up by the Lord through Brother Nee. Brother Lee was altogether the same as Brother Nee in this emphasis on being a proper person in God's organic salvation in relation to studying the Word and ministering the Word. In these years, 14 to 15 years, between the life study of Revelation and the life study of Daniel, our Brother Lee did not simply become an elderly man. That obviously was the fact. But every day he pursued the Lord. Every day he loved and enjoyed the Lord, experienced the Lord. He was one who received the mercy of the Lord to be poor in spirit, rejecting familiarity. He was pure in heart, not seeking something for himself, but God's will to be accomplished for God's glory. He was never contented with what he had attained, but was always endeavoring to go on. So as a result, he continued to progress, not only in his experience of the Lord, but in his understanding of the Lord's Word. And one of the particular crucial items that came into particularly clear focus in these years was God's economy, God's plan with his arrangement to dispense himself in his divine trinity into his chosen and redeemed people as their life and their life supply so that they could express him corporately. This crucial focal point of the Bible became more and more clear in the ministry of our brother. And the life studies continued to be life studies, but more and more these life studies assumed the form of God's economy studies. So by the time we get from Revelation to Daniel in the ministry, on the one hand, we are continuing the same truth and the same emphasis on life. On the other hand, there has been a development and also an advancement in knowing God's economy. So by the time we come to Daniel now, we have a clear and strong and absolute emphasis on the revelation in the book of Daniel in relation to God's eternal economy of which Christ is the centrality and the universality. Ron, I uh, really like this word that you spoke here at the end, clear, strong, and absolute emphasis on God's economy with Christ as the centrality. Uh, Of course, our brother had aged, as you pointed out, now in his mid to late 80s, We're going to hear a weaker voice, but we're going to be enlightened and fed and encouraged by a strong and vigorous spirit. Let's join him for the first section of the life study of Daniel. Now we come to Daniel. The subject of this book is the destiny of Israel apportioned out by God. And this destiny is just the contents of the 70 weeks. The 70 weeks are the destiny portioned out by God to Israel. Yet 
you have to know this book does not only talk about Israel. This book talks about also the gentle human government. In chapter two, you have a big human image. And that image just signifies all the human government in mankind, from the head to the toe. That signifies all the human government from Genesis 10 to Revelation 19. All the Gentile government are comprised in that big human image. Plus these main points, this book particularly unveils to us five points concerning Christ. Eventually, don't forget, this book is also a book on Christ. What are the five points concerning Christ? Well, Ron, we have, as he pointed out, this image that we saw in Revelation, we'll come back to in chapter 2, and we have the 70 weeks, which was a crucial part of our uh, study of Revelation, which we'll see in chapter 9. But let's talk about these five points that he alluded to but did not develop, the five particular points concerning Christ. Not surprising that we have such points, since Daniel is a book on God's economy, And since in God's economy, Christ is the centrality and the universality, the first of the five points concerns the death of Christ. And we'll leave for later broadcasts to point out the verses in detail. But Daniel 9 speaks of Messiah, that is Christ, being cut off at a certain and precise time, forming the landmark of the ages. This is the crucifixion of Christ. Then in chapter 2 of Daniel, Christ is typified or signified by a stone coming down from the heavens. And this stone was cut without hands and smashed the aggregate of human government, not from the head to the toes, but from the toes to the head. Then that stone expands and becomes a great mountain to fill the whole earth. This is Christ in his coming again to establish the kingdom of God on the earth manifestly. And so Christ is the stone, and Christ will be enlarged in his administration to be the kingdom. Related to this aspect of Christ is the third unveiled in chapter 7, where we see Christ as the Son of Man coming to and appearing before the throne of God to receive dominion and a kingdom. So this unveiling of Christ is in the context of a rather detailed revelation concerning the Gentile kingdoms and the emergence of Antichrist. In the next aspect, we have quite a different feature of Christ and a marvelous one. In chapter 10, Daniel was granted a personal appearing of the Lord in a marvelous and mysterious way. And the loveliness of this one, the Lord Jesus Christ, was such that Daniel testified 
He lost his strength. His own comeliness was turned into corruption in comparison to the excellency of Christ. Then the last point is in chapter 4, when Daniel's three companions, due to their refusal to worship the golden image which Nebuchadnezzar had set up, were cast into the fiery furnace. When that happened, the king was shocked to see a fourth in the fire with them. Really, one like the Son of God. Well, it was the Son of God as the companion of the suffering, overcoming witnesses of God. So in Daniel, we see Christ in his death, Christ in his appearing with the kingdom, Christ as the Son of Man receiving dominion, Christ in his excellency, and Christ as the companion in suffering of his faithful witnesses. As we study the various prophecies in Daniel, as we recount the familiar stories in Daniel, let us not allow the prophecies and the stories to obscure Christ. Rather, let us consider the stories and the prophecies in relation to Christ. And the proper relation is that Christ is first, Christ is last, Christ is everything, Christ is the centrality, and Christ is the universality. This is the position Christ occupies in God's economy. This is the position Christ occupies in the book of Daniel. This is the position Christ occupies in this ministry. So may we ask in the way of fellowship, is this the position that Christ occupies in us? We will see later, God will exercise his administration not only over the world and over Israel, but over us with the goal that Christ would have the supremacy, the preeminence in our being and in our human situation in a real and practical way. Hallelujah for Christ. Hallelujah for Christ. You know, I recall sitting in the, the same room when we were early on in the life study of Revelation and uh, Witness Lee made the comment there that this is not a book of frogs and locusts and beasts, uh, yet those frequently occupy Bible studies related to Revelation. And we really had that experience. We touched all of those things in their due and proper course, but the focus was never lost or blurred. We saw Christ day after day. Let's always consider Christ. Let us consider everything in relation to Christ. Let's go to Witness Lee once again. We're going to uh, see, uh, just very briefly today, some of the things we saw in Revelation. Now uh, he will talk a little bit about the 70 weeks, and we'll come back and fellowship about that in a moment. The contents of this book are just the 70 weeks. One week equals seven years. You have to know this portion is of three parts. The first part is seven weeks of 49 years. And the second part is 62 weeks of 434 years. Then that portion was suspended. Then an insertion comes in. And this insertion is just the age of mystery the age of Greece, or you can say the age of the church. It's a mysterious age of the church. Then at the end of the church, then the last part 
of the portion to Israel will be there. Three parts. The first part, some weeks. The second, 62 weeks. And then the last, one week. Altogether, 70 weeks. Very, very meaningful. Ron, we spent much time in our life study of Revelation on these 70 weeks. It's found in chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Maybe you could give us a little overview of this critical portion, the content of the book of Daniel. Let's consider this succinctly in relation to Christ. The first period of time is in relation to the rebuilding of the temple. Then the next period of time is from the rebuilding of the temple to the cutting off of Messiah, Christ, indicating that that's the turning point, the landmark, the death of Christ for our redemption. Then there is an interval, the length of which is known only to God. Sixty-nine of the weeks of years have passed, and between the 69th and the 70th is the age of grace, the age of the church, the age of mystery, where God is working to carry out his economy, to produce the church, to build up the body of Christ, to produce the overcomers. Then, at the time known by God, the 70th week, the last period of seven years, will begin. The first three and a half years are not that significant. But the second three and a half, the time of the Great Tribulation, are indescribably significant and are packed with activities. And this period of time, in its essence, is readying the situation for the coming again of Christ as the great stone to smite the worldly governments and to bring in the kingdom. So I just would like to say this. These weeks, 70 weeks, prophetically unfolded to Daniel, indicate that our triune God, the Lord, is the sovereign ruler over history, and that history is for Christ and for God's economy. The Lord knows where he's going. He knows where he is now in relation to where he is going. And we believe the time is drawing near when there will be the final upheaval in this age, and Christ will come to establish the kingdom on the earth. So I'd like to emphasize the prophecy of the 70 weeks in relation to the lordship of God, to the economy of God, to the kingdom of God, to the sovereignty of God, and to the centrality of Christ. Well, we've seen the subject of the book, the destiny of Israel, but also Christ in these five aspects. And then the content of the book, the 70 weeks of Daniel, as you've just reviewed. We have one section left today, Ron, and here we touch very briefly the central thought of this book. And crucial to that understanding is chapter 4, verse 26. Let me read that verse. It says, In that it was commanded that the stump of roots of the tree be left. Your kingdom will be assured to you after you have come to know that the heavens do rule, the heavens ruling, the central thought of the book of Daniel. Now, what is the central thought of this book? The central thought is the ruling of the heavens. Tell me, 
Hot rules the entire universe. The rule of the heavens that rules over all the earthly governments. This heavenly ruling is matching God's eternal economy. And for what is God's eternal economy? For Christ. Eventually, you see, the history of Israel is altogether involved with Christ. And the ruling of the heavens over the human government on this earth is matching God's move in his economy for Christ. Christ is the center. Christ is the circumference. He is the sensuality and universality of God's move. And this move intrinsically involves Israel and also involves the Gentile government. Ron, I wish we had more time to develop this point, but I'm going to uh, state it as succinctly as I can and then ask you for your comments on it. Over all the governments of the earth, there's a heavenly ruling that matches God's economy. Who knows this in the way of an inward realization? Nebuchadnezzar learned it after a long period of time of derangement, of, we would say, insanity. He was humbled to the uttermost, and his reason returned to him once he learned this fundamental lesson, the heavens rule. That means God rules, and he does what pleases him. This we need to see both objectively and subjectively. What I mean by objectively is that we need from this book and from other portions of Scripture to see that the Lord is not only our Savior, He is the sovereign King of kings and Lord of lords, and He is ruling over everything and everyone and every matter in the universe for the carrying out of His economy. And what I mean by to realize this subjectively is that we personally come to understand that we are not only saved by the Lord, we are now being ruled by the Lord inwardly in life, and that we need to take the lead to honor him, to submit to him, to obey him, and to glorify him as the one to whom all authority in heaven and on earth has been given. A marvelous point at the end of our life study of Revelation, Ron, uh, touched this matter of the throne as we saw it in the New Jerusalem. And strikingly, the one thing that comes out of the throne is the river of water of life, which is the portion to all those who stay under this ruling in the New Jerusalem. We really see a shadow of that here, don't we? This is the subjective part, the experiential part. We recognize the throne of God's governmental administration. We, through the redemption of Christ, place ourselves under it and are right in relation to it. And then the river that flows out of the throne flows into us, through us, and out of us to minister life. This life study, Chris, as all the others, was conducted not only according to the Word and not only in the Spirit, but also under the throne. Our brother Witness Lee, faithful minister of Christ, was a man ruled by God under the throne of God because there was the throne 
there was the river, and because there was the river, there's the life. Our brother has gone to be with the Lord. He rests from his labor. But the ministered word is still speaking, and the river is still flowing, because the throne is still governing. Let's end right there, Ron. Thank you for your fellowship. You're welcome. And we invite you to stay with us for the next uh, 17 broadcasts. And that's what we have planned for this life study of Daniel. If you'd like the printed messages, there's one volume for this life study, and it includes all 17 messages. You can get that from Living Stream Ministry. Our toll free number is 1 888 Life Study. That's 888 543 3788. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.